Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast hosted by me, Josephine Atlery. Do you ever feel like you could use some guidance when life throws you a curveball? By listening to the narratives in this podcast, you will learn from other people's experiences and responses to challenging situations so you can fast track the learning curve to get ahead in your own life. Welcome to another bonus episode of my podcast, Responding to Life, Living Reflectively Through a Journey of Health, Fertility, and Parenthood. In this special series, I'm speaking with a wide variety of friends and experts to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine as it relates to their personal lives as well as their areas of expertise. My hope is that you can walk away from these special episodes with new ways of approaching life in a positive and mindful way to help sustain you through these tough times. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Murray Hittery, the creator of Mind Travel, a transformative musical mindful experience. Murray is well known for his silent hikes that took place across the country this past summer and drew capacity crowds. Participants wear headphones while they experience an environment such as a garden or a beach guided by verbal musical cues from Hittery. Silent hikes is part of Mind Travel, a transformative musical mindful experience created by Hittery, where music, words, silence, visual cues come together synergistically to help people connect with themselves and the world around them. Thank you so much for joining me today, Murray. I can't wait to hear all about Mind Travel and Silent Hikes as well as your perspective on how we can use these journeys to help take care of ourselves during this difficult time. So let's dive right in. I'd love to hear how you're doing right now in this new normal that's been thrust upon us. Yeah, so thank you for having me and pleasure to be here and share some of my thoughts and of course the music. Um, Yeah, this has been quite the experience just prior to the quarantine starting, I was on tour uh, doing a 70 city tour. So now things uh, abruptly shifted. And um, for me, it's been about going within, but also sharing music in a, in such a new way, doing virtual live experiences right from my home. So I've, I've been able to connect with people in a very different way. Um, but just like, you know, a pivot in basketball, we maintain one foot rooted in the values. Um, So the values of mind travel have always been about connection and uh, creating community through music and healing. Um, And now instead of doing it in in, in, instead of live events in person, it's now through uh, the internet and live streaming events. Um, So it's been really kind of um, surprisingly uh, kind of creative and, wonderful to open up this new way to reach people and connect with people and bring healing to people. Um, and uh, it's been been a really powerful shift. And of course, personally, there's been lots of up and downs. There's been a lot of health stuff in my own family back in New York. Um, and uh, just dealing with that, of course, has been you know very real. I think an opportunity like this, when this happens, um, it really is a magnifier, a massive spotlight that gets placed on our lives. And whatever was already there will now just 
be more easy to see um, and come to the surface. And so if, you know, somebody is um, generally giving and generous and magnanimous in, in life before this, that will be amplified. If somebody is, um, you know, already feels lonely and is isolated and uh, feeling somewhat sad or depressed, I think that will be magnified. Uh, so I think that's what happens in moments like this that are so intense and so extreme. So I think on the one hand, they're difficult uh, because they do bring a lot to the surface, but the, the upside, the silver lining is in, is in exposing what potentially is already there and being able to deal with it in a powerful and hopefully empowered way as well. And it's wonderful to be able to provide some way of dealing with all the stressors that we're all experiencing um, to lots more people. Yeah. And, and that's definitely true about how things are brought to light when we're yeah. under extreme pressures, for sure. And that was my hope with this, this break in my podcast in an effort to shine a light on how different people are responding to the crisis, to the pandemic, and perhaps provide some inspiration to the people who are on the other side of the spectrum who are feeling isolated and lonely and having those, yeah. um, don't really know how to cope. And so that is a great lead into um, mind travel and silent hikes, which I brought up in my introduction, but I'd love for you to explain how it came about for you and what someone can expect on these magnificent journeys that I just recently tried out myself, actually. Yeah. Oh, great. So, you know, all this work that I do comes from a kind of a broader philosophy on life, which is whatever we're confronted with, whether it's through external circumstances, you know, such as a difficult time we go through, like this pandemic, like um, financial difficulty, career stuff, um, relationship breakups. Um, it could be grief uh, through the death of a loved one. So any of these kind of life difficulties that we're confronted with or internal um, things that confront us uh, through different fears, uh, the general philosophy that I do my best to approach all of that with is kind of meeting it head on and working with it and learning from it and being in reflection with it to really um, grow through it as opposed to avoid it, as opposed to repressing it, as opposed to putting it on the side, ignoring it and um, going into kind of a suppressive relationship with it. And I think there's a, it's, while it's, it certainly could be difficult to confront some of those emotions and feelings, the rewards far outweigh the downsides, you know, in my experience. And so, well, how do we go about confronting them? How do we go about kind of meeting life's challenges, both, you know, physically and emotionally head on, um, and of course, spiritually head on. And I think that that's really at the core of what, of what we're up to with mind travel is creating experiences through music uh, by which people can gently but powerfully uh, confront whatever they're going through and allow sometimes what we don't have words for, say in the case of profound grief that we're dealing with, um, mm -hmm. 
we sometimes don't have words for the feelings we have. And sometimes it's not just, most of the time, it's not just one particular emotion or feeling, but a multifaceted um, kind of interwoven, multi-layered, uh, uh, you know, multifaceted uh, emotional level. So lots of stuff going on at the same time. So how do we unpack that? And music is a very powerful language to do that. And, um, and it really picks up where words seem to leave off. And by working with the music, we can really express that pain um, and all the feelings through it, feel it out of us. And then once it kind of comes to the surface and releases, it really does lessen and it starts to dissolve. And we're left with more space, less tension, less stress, less anxiety, and more healing, more love, more connection. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful process, the way the psyche, the mind and body works. And the two are so interconnected, right? We feel a lot of those emotions in our bodies. And mm -hmm. uh, the two can't be separated from each other. So music is very much um, an art form and an experience that while it's certainly happening in the mind, it's equally happening in the body. We feel music, I think, very deeply. Mm -hmm. um, we get goosebumps when music <clears throat> affects us in a certain way. And while that's triggered from the mind, um, we have a physical effect on our, on our bodies. Uh, so the two are deeply connected. We can't, you know, really separate those out. Uh, so for me, it really started with that. I, you know, had one of the most difficult times of my life about 13 years ago, dealing with grief over the death of my little sister. It was a sudden, uh, tragic accident. Uh, I was also with her. So in addition to the grief, there was a trauma associated with what I experienced and what I saw, you know, at the accident, at the scene. And um, I turned to music to kind of feel that pain out of me, to feel my way through it. And little by little, over time, step by step, um, the music acted as a language for me to express what really was unexpressible in terms of words or any description. Um, and so I saw how powerful that was. And so I thought, well, I think others going through something similar could benefit from it. And that's, that's when mind travel was born. Well, I'm sorry for the loss of your sister, um, but I'm, you know, it's wonderful that you were able to find a way to release the grief that you were feeling and touching upon, you know, what you said a little bit ago about how the power of music can bring these feelings to surface that we don't even know are there um, and, and actually can be afraid to confront. Um, it can be scary to think about trying to face these fears. And for me, music has always been an integral part of my life, just from growing up, it's always been around me and in my family. And so when I listened to your silent hike and then um, some of the other clips that I, I received prior to the interview, they really resonated with me. And I just, I fell in love with them instantly because, because of this connection that I have with music. Um, yeah. I love sound baths and and so just anything with music really, like, it just stirs up emotions. So um, 
if you can go into a little bit about how, you know, since I experienced it already, I, I kind of understand and we'll, the audience will get to hear it at the end of this podcast. But if you can explain perhaps how our listeners can utilize this right now in the time of this pandemic and crisis in order to get in touch with perhaps feelings that they're experiencing that they can't put to words. Yeah. So, you know, I think generally, even before the pandemic, it was so natural and easy for us to distract ourselves um, if we were dealing with something difficult. You know, we would go out, go meet friends. We would, um, you know, go to a movie, entertainment. Um, you can even go have a drink. You can, you know, There's all kinds of ways we can distract ourselves, some healthier than others, some more unhealthy than others. And I think now some of those choices have been narrowed, right? We can't just go out and, you know, go hang with friends and distract ourselves or, you know, so, but there's other things we can distract ourselves with at home. My hope is that people use this time, even when they're going through difficult feelings and we're all going through something or another um, in different scales, uh, whether it's economic hardship uh, or medical issues or family or whatever we're dealing with. So it's an opportunity to really reflect and be in that space um, to learn and use this as an opportunity for growth and learning. And the music, the mind travel music can act as kind of a space, as a companion to almost hold your hand through that process. So I would say generally just putting the music on and either sitting or lying back with your eyes closed um, gives the space for the feelings to emerge. And unless they're coming out in some way, then they're being held back and held in. And that has detrimental impact on our mental health and our physical health over time. So we have to feel it out of us. And music's a powerful catalyst for that because it just allows us to feel more naturally than just sitting alone and, and just thinking about it. So the more we can feel it, the better and healthier it is for our mental state, emotional state and our physical state and the silent walk that you referred to that will will be um, having the audience participate in after this conversation there we're bringing movement and nature into the equation as well so we have the mind travel music and then i actually guide the experience as you you know you had the experience i guide it with narrative and poetry to kind of really take us down a path of discovery and wonder, uh, opening up new possibilities um, so that we can not only feel whatever pain we're going through, whatever fear we're going through, we allow it, we accept it, and we feel it out of us. But now once we clear the space, once we have an opening, what are we going to place back in there? What are we going to use that blank canvas for? Um, Well, we don't want to just fill it back up with more fear. We want to actually shift and find a new path forward. And so the walking is almost a metaphor. One step at a time, we move forward. And it's just those simple steps of moving forward. But what do we fill those steps with? Well, we fill it with possibility. We fill it with connection, with love. And nature, whether it's a tree in your backyard or a park in your local neighborhood, it can open up tremendous amounts of connection and healing during the process um, as well. So that's the intent of the experience. And, um, you know, I really feel strongly that 
if we integrate the body and mind through the walking, for, for example, through nature, um, then we really can move through this experience and have tremendous growth and learning. You know, walking is something we do typically just to get from point A to point B, from our mm -hmm. bedroom to the kitchen. Um, and, right. you know, we walk to the store, we walk to work, whatever we're doing. But here it's shifting that from being something we pragmatically do to something we do for its own sake without a destination. And it's in the walking, in the slow walking that I guide people through that we connect with the present moment. And that's where the discovery lies because then we're not stuck in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Where, our, where right. our fears lie or we're stuck in the future where worry and anxiety lies, but we're right here, right now together. And that's where profound healing and possibility can open up. But what I love about your experiences is that, well, two things. One would be the movement, how you incorporate that. Because I feel like a lot of times when I'm trying to get people to attend my meditations, you know, there's, they're a bit nervous to yeah. do so because they're worried that they can't do it just by sitting still. They can't, right. they can't fathom sitting still. They can't fathom turning their mind off. And so that's what I loved about this meditative experience is that they're actually connecting to their body in the moment, but by, but still doing like some form of movement so that they're not as intimidated by yeah. the experience. And then the way you paired the music was, just like so profound um i've said often to to people that i feel like there should be a constant sort of soundtrack or theme song <laughs> to my life as i'm walking through as you know as you see on the tv shows and this is what it felt like it felt like i was having this soundtrack of but to this opportunity for emotions to sort of yeah. pop up and for yeah. me to be present Absolutely. Uh, without, without having to like just lie down and Absolutely. be worried about what's going to happen. So it was fantastic. Yeah. I, think um, about it, I think about it like the soundtrack, you know, creating the soundtrack for the soul, you know, mm, uh, yes. very much that for me and uh, opening that space to connect with that deepest part of ourselves. And we all have that. And I, I totally resonate with what you're saying, you know, as meditation teachers, no matter how many times, we tell a student uh, that it's okay and it's totally normal for the mind to do what it does, right? To right. be busy yes. and to have that internal chatter. And you can't, like, you can't consciously turn it off. It just does right. what it does. Because even if you say, stop thinking of that, then you're thinking of stopping. Well, then you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it'll do what it does until it doesn't. And... That has to be an emergence, right? As opposed to something we are controlling, like we like to control every other aspect of our yeah. lives. So right. I think that you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, a lot of students will still, no matter what we say, will still think they're quote unquote doing it wrong doing or it that wrong. it doesn't work for them. It, because it's hard to give it enough time for some people. They're a little too impatient in our instant gratification culture. Mm -hmm. The music... Um, as well as the movement, both of those elements are meant to really kind of provide almost like train tracks for the experience. They keep you in it in such a 
held and forward moving and powerful way um, so that it kind of tricks the mind into the present, if you, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and it, because it gives such something to latch onto that's um, so powerful, which is the listening of the music, right? And the, and the walking, which for sitting meditation might replace, you know, your focus on the breath, right? Mm-hmm. It might replace your focus on a mantra. Um, so those are also powerful. Those are wonderfully powerful, but may not work for everyone as quickly. Right. Um, yes. I mean, I do, you know, uh, transcendental meditation and I love it. Uh, but that, you know, may not be for everybody. So mm-hmm. I like to experiment with all these different kinds. And for me, the walking meditation is so powerful. When I first discovered that, I mean, it took me a while to really be able to feel it as profoundly as sitting meditation, but now it takes me even further and even deeper because mm-hmm. life happens in movement. Life doesn't happen sitting on a meditation cushion. It happens out there. And if we can be present as we're walking through a park or the street, whether it's busy or whether it's quiet, we can bring that presence to anything and everywhere we are. And that's the power. And that's the benefit. It's, is that, that calmness, that inner tranquility is then available to us, no matter what's happening around us. We could be in Times Square and it's totally cool. Right. Yes. Well, now Times Square is quiet, but you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I love that you bring that up because it is a much better um, example and application to do it as you're walking. Because I say that in my meditations all the time, in that by sitting here and sitting in that experience of the meditation, you can yeah. then translate that into everyday life. But that's harder to, I suppose, conceptualize versus Absolutely. actually walking. And Absolutely. doing it Absolutely. and being present. So that's Absolutely. It really it makes it tangible. It makes it real. Like, oh, yeah. I could do this while I'm walking. Therefore, I could do it anywhere. You could do it while washing dishes. I could do it while folding the laundry. And I do. Right. I, I do view those activities that way. As opposed to the goal of it, to have clean dishes, to have clean right. clothes, I view it as, wow, I love the texture of this warm sock. This T-shirt yeah. feels great. And I'm folding it, and yes, I'm getting clean clothes, but I'm also enjoying the sensory nature of it as well. So that's available to us, and it's our choice to, you know, see it that way or or to not see it that way. Yeah. No, I love that. I love this conversation. Um, so how can our listeners, aside from this experience that they're about to have, how can they access your journeys? So we post everything on mindtravel.com, and we're doing a lot of virtual experiences now, of course, uh, doing live streaming through Instagram as well as on YouTube Live and other Zoom, you know, Zoom and other platforms. But our schedule is listed on Mind Travel. Um, I'm doing virtual silent walks. So I'm in my own neighborhood while everyone's in their neighborhoods. And um, until we can be on tour again, doing it live with people, we'll do it this way. Um, as well as live concerts from my living room where I get to play on my beautiful piano and bring that to people in their living rooms. So it's been working really well. So I invite people to join those. And then of course, once we're back out touring, whenever that's going to be, um, I invite people wherever they are to find our schedule and and meet us in the cities that they're in. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I always like to begin to close the interview with um, sharing gratitudes. So yes. I'd love to hear yours for today. Okay. Uh, wow. My gratitude for today. 
Well, you know, I got to spend uh, the day with my nephew. He's 19, and he's been quarantining with me because he was on tour with me when this all went down. And so he uh, came back to Los Angeles with me and has been living with me since. And we had such a beautiful day walking in the park, talking about he, – he's um, – so ahead of his time. He's reading Nietzsche and Kierkegaard. And I mean, and now I introduced him to uh, Krishnamurti and uh, Herman Hess. And, and we've been just talking about uh, Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy. And it's just, it's so gratifying. And I'm just so grateful to have that conversation with him and that he's my nephew. It's just really, that's very heartwarming. So I'm grateful for him. Um, and I'm also grateful for um, for my health, you know, I, I really just sat with that today and, and, uh, just thought about that. And I've had, uh, several family members, um, dealing with COVID-19 and, uh, you know, in a very difficult way, uh, two cousins, first cousins who are now out of the hospital off ventilator and thank God they're home and safe now. Um, my aunt unfortunately, uh, died from COVID-19. She was 86 and a wonderful woman. So I'm just grateful for health and the health of my parents um, and, um, uh, just really feeling that strongly today all around family. So yeah, that's where my, my heart's been at. Oh, I'm sorry for the loss of your aunts, you. but uh, you. I'm yeah. glad that your other relatives are recovering. Thank you. Uh, you, know, this is, you know, this is real for so many people in so many different ways, whether it's affecting family members or themselves or friends, um, yes. or the economic turmoil this is causing. I mean, it's, it's quite the upheaval um, and disruption in uh, so many ways, but yeah. we're all going to get through it and um, and hopefully be more empowered and more loving and connected on the other side. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's always great. Thank to, you. Thank you. The listeners are going to experience a twenty minute journey right after this conversation and yeah. if there's anything else that you wanted to share about what you know as a sort of prelude about what is they're going to be doing or what they should be doing yeah that would be great yeah i mean first of all it's most important to be safe during the experience because you'll be outside having the walking meditation um so just make sure you're in a safe area that is of course physically safe but also uh with physical distancing you want to be safe during this time so just make sure that's you know that's something you're aware of um, there's a couple of spots where i'll invite you to stop and we'll do some breathing and some meditating so wherever you do stop um make sure you're safe in that moment as well from cars or bikes or runners or etc and you know this might be a very different experience for some some of you and I just invite you to kind of try it on and and just see what it feels like for you. Um, you may not be used to someone speaking and guiding during a walk, and especially during the slow motion walking um, that I guide you through. It's It could be very bizarre and strange at first because we've never done it. It's almost like learning to walk again. And mm -hmm. especially if you're doing it out in public, um, you might initially feel weird that people are looking at you weird. Um, but I promise you, you, what you, what you will end up doing is inspiring them to slow down in their day. And, uh, when I do this either myself or, you know, I've done this with hundreds of people in places like Central Park and the beaches of Los Angeles and Miami, um, and people who are walking by us, they stop and are in awe and they're smiling and they themselves are kind of overwhelmed and, and just find it to be so beautiful and, and hopefully slow down for just a moment in their lives as well. And when you slow down like that, a whole world opens up.
a whole new world opens up. So I just invite you into that space. Try it on. If it works for you, wonderful. And if it doesn't, it's 20 minutes of an experience and you can forget about it. <laughs> wonderful. Well, I can vouch that it was a phenomenal experience. I did it in my backyard and okay. I walked away seeing my backyard in a completely different way. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you almost can't you know, not look at things like the first time again. It's just, it just shifts. It really does shift the way we see our perspectives. That's, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing it with us yes. and for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank stay you. Stay safe and you stay too. well. Be well. Let's begin our journey together. Standing still, your feet grounded and balanced beneath you, let's gently close the eyes and connect with the breath. Taking in a deep inhale and a slow exhale. Now, remaining still, let's let the breath find a natural rhythm, a natural, gentle flow. Open the eyes. Come to bring your gaze out in front of you. Softening the gaze. With your next inhale, slowly, as if you were in a slow motion movie, lift the right foot up and very slowly and gently take your next step, exhaling the right foot down, heel first to the ground. Inhale the left foot up, and in slow motion, take your next step, exhaling the left foot down, heel first. I'll do a couple more slow steps with you. Inhale the right foot up, and slowly exhale the right foot down. Inhale the left foot up, exhaling the left foot down. Right up, inhale, down, exhale. Left up, inhale, exhale, down. As you continue on your own, allow the breath to find its natural and normal flow. Continue the slow motion steps with about four or five steps with every complete breath cycle. Finding the natural and normal flow of your breath. Bring awareness to each step. Breathe. 
ground beneath your feet. Right. Left. Right. Left. Stillness through movement. Each step with grace, elegance, choice. Choose each and every step, gently caressing the ground with each step. And with each step, we're here, and here, here, each step, its own arrival, each and every step, its own arrival.
increasing the pace a little bit more. Everything is here to bring us joy. All of it is here for your joy. Stillness. Imagine placing a leaf into a river. The river is a wonderful metaphor for the journey of life. The past, present, and future are there before us at the river. The river is never the same moment to moment. In constant flux, constant change, stillness through movement. The leaf finds its way as the river winds its way down. Sometimes the waters are calm, like life, as the leaf gently drifts down the river, and sometimes the waters are more turbulent, like life. And as the rapids build, the leaf can get tossed around, get stuck in whirlpools, navigating obstacles and rocks. But inevitably, it finds its way down the river. And like all rivers, it ultimately comes to merge with the ocean. All rivers merge with the great ocean. And whatever is happening on the surface of the sea, if the winds pick up and the waves grow larger, even in the roughest of seas as the storm rages above. Feeling tossed this way and that, feeling out of control. No matter how 
just below the surface, always just beneath the surface, not far below. It's calm. It's always is always available to us. Our state is our choice. How we react is our choice. We don't have to wait till everything around us is calm to feel calm. It comes from within. We choose. That place is always available within us. Just beneath the surface. Each step is a new beginning. One step at a time. Stop walking now. Find a spot to sit or lie down. Get comfortable and find your moment here. You're welcome to close your eyes or keep them open. We'll spend a little time here in reflection. Just be in the listening. Deep listening.
as you take in these final moments of reflection, contemplation. Call in whatever you need. Whatever you need in your life to move forward with grace, dignity, strength, elegance, compassion, forgiveness. What will your choice be? How will you choose? It's your choice. enjoyed your mind travel experience. May you create more stillness through the movement of life in each and every moment of each and every day. If you're sharing this experience with someone or a group, Turn to them and share with them a word or phrase that captures your current state of being, an intention you'd like to create for yourself and your future, or anything else you'd like to share. Allow each person to share one by one. You can take your headphones off now and begin. Thank you for listening to Responding to Life, a podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to receive a bi-monthly newsletter with an exclusive and free video meditation, along with wellness tips and deals, please go to www.respondingtolifepodcast.com 
and sign up for the newsletter by entering your email address in the pop-up box. In there, you'll also learn my seven-step process on how to meditate like a pro so you can stress less and live more joyfully. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast outlet you use. I look forward to sharing another inspirational story with you real soon.